Welcome, everybody. Oh, my gosh, what a morning. Let me tell you about this. This morning I got an email from our guest, who was supposed to be our guest today, saying that he's in the hospital and he has a tumor. So I guess he's not going to make it. So, But um, anyway, I Chris Flisher, wherever you are, he's back east in, in uh, Massachusetts. I wish you the best, and I hope you get well soon. And so instead, we're going to bring on one of our very favorite guests, Mr. Matt Shea, who's on today. He's, he's agreed to fill in, which is wonderful. Hi, Matt. How are you? Fantastic. How are you, Eileen? I'm great. Thank you for being here this morning. I really appreciate it so much. So, I mean, whenever stuff like that happens, I just go, oh, my God, what do I do? Okay, so then you just, then you just go with it, you know. So, anyway, today on the show, we have on, um, besides Matt Shea, uh, Astro Celebrity guest today is Eddie Van Halen. And it's interesting because he just died a few days ago. But there's some very interesting things that I found out with his chart, and I'm going to report on them, and I'm actually going to make a subjective opinion i'm going to note it right here right now it's going to be on tape that uh, there's some amazing things that are connecting with somebody else in the past and so i'll just leave that mystery to kind of for you to figure that out okay so anyway we also have our usual stuff and but we're going to have a talk with matt today about things like transitions and so um, that's what I said to him about 20 minutes ago. Let's talk about transitions. Okay. So uh, anyway, we're going to have a good time with this. And uh, we're going to have a really good time with the um, Astro Celebrity of the Week. And so anyway, I am going to take a break right now. And when we get back, we're going to do Eddie Van Halen. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, and right now it's time for Astro, the Celebrity of the Week. Okay, I could listen to the rest of that song, couldn't you, Nathan? Oh, absolutely, and play it, too. It's actually one of the few keyboard solos i love to play on my keyboard oh you do you play keyboard i do <clears throat> i didn't know that you're so multi-talented my goodness that's awesome okay so we have on today mr um, eddie van halen who um was quite the quintessential musician let me give you his birth information just in case you want to run his astrology chart is january 26 1955 105 a.m. in Amsterdam, Netherlands. So he is, he was born a Dutchman and he brought that into this country. And he was just, he was basically a prodigy, as far as I could see. Um, I was looking on a bio on his, his page or on a Wikipedia actually to see what his background was like. And 
His parents were extremely musical. His father was a jazz musician, and his mother, I believe, was Eurasian. So he was born into um, the family, and he was sort of multiracial, obviously. You know, and it's very typical for Aquarians to be born under that particular thing. Like, for instance, Barack Obama, who is mixed, he's white and black, has Aquarius rising. So that makes total sense when you look at that. So it's, it's a combination of two worlds, you know, and how important that is for, for him to uh, basically how he lives his life and how he chooses his life to be. But um, he started basically really early on. He, he, his parents got him playing Mozart and all that kind of good stuff very early on. And very when he was six years old, he actually played in a recital. Now, that's sounding a bit familiar to me. And so this leads me to my second topic here. It's kind of a reveal. I was jumping all over the apartment yesterday when I discovered this. Um, his birthday was January 26, 1955. Mozart's birthday was January 27th, 1856, one day apart and 199 years separating them. It's pretty amazing when you think about it. Pretty cool, huh? Anyway, and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I know his birthday's January something, you know, and I looked on and found his birthday and found that it was one day apart. And so um, he was brought up in a classical tradition. He, his parents wanted them to play classical music. And I'm sure that he probably wanted to play, his parents wanted him to play Mozart quite a bit because he did play that. And that's the thing that I was noticing when I read this profile on him, that his parents made him play those things. And I said, wow, that's interesting because that's really similar to Mozart's background. He was, at five years old, he's played his first concerto, you know, at the piano. And um, he was... Very early age, at three years old, he was composing music. Okay, so, I mean, you you can tell that obviously he was something of a mutant. Well, not a mutant, but, you know, Aquarians are definitely different than the rest of us. But in this case, it was actually true. So um, I've got a list of things here. i got to read them. I I took a bunch of notes yesterday, you know, and I took a a difference between Mozart and, and Van Halen. I was looking at planetary aspects between their charts, and I could see that um, Wolfgang <coughs> Mozart's Neptune sat on on Van Halen's Midheaven. So what do you, Midheaven is career. Neptune is music. Hello. So there's one thing, you know. I thought that was interesting. And then also he had Mars on his south node. Mars on in um, Mozart's chart was in Cancer and was right on the south node of, of uh, Van Halen. And I said, obviously, this man, you know, he incarnated as a male and had very strong family inclinations. And so there's that connection. And um, let's see, what else have I got here? Um, uh, Moon-Pluto aspects, both charts. So there's a real dynamic, strong connection trying to be made with the mother figure. I don't really know that much about his mother, but Mozart had a very difficult time with his family, especially with his father. So there was a lot of similarities, and the way that um, Van Halen basically took off and went in a different direction than his parents did. So that's very Aquarian in that nature, and I think probably if you look back at what Mozart did, he probably did the same thing. He came up with a whole new way of composing. 
His style was different. Everything was different about him. He composed in buckets and buckets, hundreds and hundreds of different pieces, and they're all very unique, and half the time he was carrying them around in his head. You've seen Mozart, um, Amadeus, the movie. He talks about keeping the, the, the score or the libretto of, of, um, of the um, oh, what was one of magic flute. Thank you. I knew I'd come around to it. Magic flute had it up in his head when this contractor came along and said, where is it? Where's the music? It's up here in my head. I just haven't put it out on paper yet. So and so, um, the the similarities were really amazing. I mean, the Neptune similarities and the Uranus similarities and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going going to go as far as to say that Eddie Van Halen was was Mozart reincarnated. You know, his son's name is Wolfgang. I know that. I just remembered that this morning when I was getting dressed, and I went, and I started screaming. I hope nobody, my neighbor, didn't hear me, but. I know that was amazing, you know, and so um, obviously he he comes from that lineage. He comes relatively close to probably where Mozart was in Vienna, you know, in the Netherlands, you know, he grew up there. And so um, and there is such a a parallel in the way they live their lives and how they compose things, you know. And yes, you have a question, sir. You and I were discussing Eddie Van Halen versus Mozart Uh earlier today. Yeah. And you mentioned that Eddie Van Halen actually did not read music. He didn't read music. Mm-mm. And for him to quickly, because I believe Mozart's first recital was at age five, Van yes. Halen's was at six. Yes. And he could identify with the Mozart yeah. music because that's what he was doing. Right. But here we have a guy who does not read music, Mm-mm. and much in the same way Mozart did not necessarily get along with his dad. Yeah, I, that's sort of a reddit rebellious thing and then van halen runs off to be who the world got to know yes. eddie van halen right so there's quite a right. quite a same background so to say literally the same background I, I what i'd like to do is you know if i had more time if i hadn't discovered this yesterday the day before the show i would have liked to have gone through their life um each stage in their life and compare them you see where were they at a certain age you know and i know that obviously um Mozart didn't live as long as Van Halen did, but um, it it just seems as though that the touch was there. From I, I kept seeing in my mind Mozart touching um, Van Halen's hand when he came in and incarnated, like he was handing off the baton. I greatly respect how he used the word prodigy, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what we're talking about in mm-hmm. each person. Yeah, the prodigy, yes. You know, that gift, that unbelievable gift that it would be seemingly not normal for at least 99% of the rest of the population, but it's normal for the child. And from day one, they were running with it. Yeah, they were, you know. And, and the thing is, the cool thing is that they had support from their, their parents. I mean, both mom and dad in Van Halen's life were very supportive and trained their kids early on, on, on different musical things. And, of course, Mozart's father was the man that booked all of the concerts in. He was, he was his agent, basically. You know, he was really kind of a hardcore guy, but he was, a, he was a violin maker, you know. And so the musical stuff comes down through the family in both sides. So, um, I mean, we cannot prove the fact that, you know, Eddie Van Halen is, was the direct descendant, not descendant, but the direct uh, reincarnation person after Mozart, but 
It sure looks that way. Same I mean, current. Same current. And, you know, and you look at their individual charts, they look a lot alike. They look a lot alike. A lot of the same things, a lot of the same aspect patterns, um, and a lot of the interactions between their chart, how they would have, particularly the Neptune, Mozart's Neptune on, on an Eddie Van Halen's Midheaven. It's like that's the guiding light that was shining him the way towards his career is the Neptune. And the Neptune is the creative, the musician side. So, I mean, I, quite frankly, I wasn't that surprised by it, but I was astounded by it. You know what I mean? You know, because I sort of have expected to see that, but I saw way more than I thought I was going to see. So I'm really excited about this, and I'm going to go do a little bit more research on this and find out just exactly how parallel their lives were. Because the fact is, like like Nathan mentioned, he named his son after Mozart. So that's how he actually gave tribute back to Mozart. I think Mozart appreciated that very much. So, yes, indeed. So this was very cool. Anyway, um, that's enough on him, and there's going to be more coming on this because I'm going to need to take it. Take it a little further out. I know pretty much a lot about Mozart's life. I've done quite a bit of research on it. But um, I think I'm going to take a look at Van Halen's and see how his life paralleled. be a good idea. So anyway, we're going to take another break right now. When we get back, we're going to be talking more with Matt Shea. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, October 11th, it's Harmonic Energy Shifting Sunday with Jude and Paul Ponton from the Whispering Dragon Center in the studio. They'll have their acutonic forks and chimes, Tibetan bowls and bell, pua digin rattle, ready to do free remote treatments for you or your animal friends. They can also clear your home, office, business, or property. So plan to call in Martha Norwalk's Animal World Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And we're going to bring on our guest, who was really just such a good writer. And he's, we put together a lot of things together. Matt and I have been working together for a while now. And um, one of the things we came up with is the barrel full of monkeys. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Hi, Matt. Good morning, Eileen, and you too, Nathan. <laughs> it's it's fun doing a show with you. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the um, the um, barrel full of monkeys because um, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Well, the chemistry was right. This chair. Do you notice this chair I'm sitting in? It's yeah, where right. Doug Johnson. Yeah, sat. Doug sat there. Yeah. Well, right. it's like when your older brother goes off to college, and so you now move to the next good bedroom in the house. Right. So I've got quite a seat in this studio right. now, and we're saying you, hello to been, you, Doug. Yes, you have, you've been um, <laughs> promoted. <laughs> yeah. I always have to mention Doug when I'm in this oh, room. Oh, I know. You do. And that's then we have right. Kevin McDonald, who made contact earlier just to wish the show well oh, and say hi terrific. to both of us. But that's terrific. There you have it, the four of us. And i got to include Nathan because he plays a role helping us produce these shows. He does, indeed. I, You know, um, I have to say really quick, Nathan has been with us for how long have you been with us? About six uh, months? Probably getting close to eight, I want to <gasps> say. Ever since everything started shutting down is okay, when Mike March, had to stay it? isolated. Yeah. Okay, that is about eight months. Yeah. Um, our regular guy, Mike, Mike Roberge, decided to take off 
the time because he was scared about catching the COVID virus and his doctor warned him not to be working here. So he did that. And so we got Nathan as a replacement. He's been the best. He really has been. He's been great, but Mike yeah. is way up there Mike's too. And we, too. We, will, yeah. we will be with Mike again as well. Yep, yep, exactly. So, um, so yeah, let's talk about what you, you had a list. I see there's you have a list there. What would you write on it? Well, some odds and ends. Again, I'm greatly fascinated how you deciphered Eddie Van Halen, and immediately the name Mozart comes up. And the similarities, I had no idea, but it certainly makes sense. Yeah. Now, something I have learned from your show and our friendship on and off the studio is in time I realized that when things happen and come to play, it wasn't something we construed. We Mm. were going down our natural path, Mm -hmm. and it was meant to get us when it got us. And so it's not by chance or coincidence. And so this barrel full of monkeys, we had the right players there. And as soon as we figured out who was going to be what, it it went along so quickly. Yes, it did, yeah. And so we were approaching a second one. I'm getting the stories lined up. It's good, we're gonna do another one and it'll be fun. So um, whoever, and it's amazing because I think both of us being somewhat metaphysical and it's sort of like we I've never really planned out my life really and I always kind of wait for things to kind of show up in front of me and then I'm really amazed and having a good time with it knowing that I've been you know for instance doing audio audio books it's like oh that's just such an interesting thought first thought was oh I can't do that I thought now why can't you do that that first project we did the most compliments were directed towards the piece you did. It was just oh. a lot of fun. And, of course, Nathan put in a lot of magic with it that yes. picked it up. Yeah, he did. Yeah, when I had to play the alien. It makes sense, though. I mean, what else is new? But I thought, well, that's interesting because um, I thought, well, how can I go about that? You know, because I realized doing an audiobook is that you're acting and you have to create a character, okay? And you know, and how broad the character is developed depends on the on the script or anything like that. So um, the the um, the secret radio man who was the the alien was like, how do we do this? You know, and thank God I had Eric Burris helping me out there with the the sound effects after I said the words, and they were really good. It was really funny, you know, because I sort of sounded like. It reminds me, it sounded like one of the alien computers on Star Trek. That's exactly what it was, or Jetsons for that matter. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Now, what I comment is that I'm always working on a lot of stories, and I'll get a few pages or a few chapters, and then life will have me go from one topic to the other. Right. But as a project, our number two that we're about to start recording, uh, I have one that I started many years ago, but I'm at the halfway point that has your name on it. Uh-oh, what is that? This has to do with a, a, oh my gosh, come on. This has to do the small town setting with the Judge Alvin Wong. Okay. And it has to do with a group of teenagers who get a little rambunctious and a little <laughs> disrespectful at the local pizza parlor. Right. And so to make a long story short, when they talk to Judge Alvin, because he likes to sentence in a barber chair. He right. likes to do it out of the courtroom. He likes to do it over a okay, glass a of lemonade. A little more officially, I see. They have to pry it out because that's not his right to do it. Okay. But what do you ask? Now it's a different ball game. Mm-hmm. And to make a long story short, 
the boy who was the culprit here has agreed to serve his friends and be the server the following week at the same pizza parlor. And he thought it'd be great. He would have a fun shift with his buddies getting tips. No, the dirt they did on the server is nothing compared to what they're going to get their friend. This guy grows up in a hurry, and he sees the other side of the fence. Mm -hmm. Uh, The adult life, getting away from boys will be boys. Right. And it is such a vicious kick in the teeth that it cultures the guy, and he grows up quickly. He wants to get further away from that playfulness that teenagers do that that can hurt people. You know, we were just talking about the aspect of transition. Or you could even go to further and say transformation. Now, some incident or something, something in your timeline that acts as a trauma, you know, and it, it hits you really somewhere below the get, you know, in your soul somewhere, and it, it changes your behavior forever until something comes along and maybe gives it back or turns it around so that it, it is healed in some way. So is that the type of thing you're talking about with this kid who has this major hit on him and he pulls within, he withdraws, right? That's exactly what it is. The shoe's on the other foot, and now he gets to live their life, and he has to deal with people of his own kind, and then he's on the receiving end now. Now it's a different game. Right, exactly. And, you know, I I kind of like to translate that into astralese. Uh, what's going on right now with the Pluto-Saturn conjunction plus Jupiter, there's a lot of that stuff happening daily on a daily level with a lot of people, and which is probably why our stress level is sky high. And usually uh, when we have so much transition and, and transformation or transfiguration in our lives where we're constantly making changes, it's exhausting to the soul. To do that because you're not just changing something at the top or the surface. It's going very deep down into your programming to rewire it. And that takes a while to do. But usually if we do it right and we have issues we have to we have to do, we can go back slowly and go through the history very slowly until we get to the, the bottom where we find the initial thing that bothered us. And we're able to transform that relatively in an easy way and not it's not really easy but it's easier than well it's not as hard i should say as doing it all at once when you drop to the bottom of the pool right away and boom it happens really quickly so basically what this child you're talking about alvin wong is going through a huge metamorphosis and hit him at a gut level the stuff that he had happen right what it certainly did, because they're all laughing at an innocent person, a yeah. server, for God's sakes. Yeah, that's and now he gets to be the server, and he comes in just happy and overconfident. Yeah, he doesn't understand the reality that's going to hit him. Oh yeah, he grows yeah. up in a hurry. Oh yes, and that's the other thing about a transformation like that. If you've been at all immature, it's going to affect you really difficult in a difficult way. So it does force you to grow up really quickly, you know. And so, oh, heck, I'm still going through that, and I'm 68, for God's sake, you know. But well, <clears throat> it, it's sort of your whole life is designed this way. This is what we're all designed for, to do. Yes, and to talk about servers for a minute, our friend Kevin McDonald, he yes. has done that before. And until you have been there, you don't really <clears throat> realize what they go through, right. not just on a daily basis, 
what they're going through periodically every moment. Yeah. And so it's an eye-opener when you're serving people. Now, one of the best humbling experiences I've had in my life was after I retired, I worked in hotels for a while. I've worked in about six or seven of them. Mm-hmm. I absolutely enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. However, you're kind of where a 7-Eleven clerk is, where a bank clerk is. Yeah. You've got to turn the cheek, be strong. You have to, uh, how would I put it? You've got to keep your composure because you are often used as a punching bag and they want too much out of you because they can vent on you. You can't. It's like the guards at Buckingham Palace. Provided you don't cross a line, they can take almost anything. Right. Exactly. And, you know, you're stepping in at a certain point in the hierarchy of of the place you're employed by. And it's usually fairly down low. So you're at the pecking point. You know, people are pecking on you type of thing until you reach some sort of level of competence and everything else. So you raise up and then people will have more respect for you and that won't happen as much. But in the meantime, it's the stuff that people have to put up with. But I always say that no matter what kind of things happen or what we're told, is whatever we're told is basically the mirror of what we're seeing of ourselves. So if you have, for instance, several things show up at the doorstep, several complaints or criticisms, and they all seem to be the same, that means there's something you need to work on. Well, I agree. It it comes in in a repetition. You know, it's sort of like exactly what a reporter does. You know, reporter gets a source or gets some information about a situation, and he can go and report, but he's not going to do it until he gets confirmation by three sources. Sure, and... I thrive on constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. I think the worst thing a person can do to themselves is to say, well, I'm a final product. Yeah. Once you do that, you're of no good. You have to keep developing because things keep changing. Yeah. yeah, things always change. So yes. you can't just stand there and say, I'm perfect the way I am. Well, you could say that, but just allow for the growth because there's probably a more perfect form of you next week and the week after and week after that. Well, so. everything's changed. Things go obsolete every day. Yeah. You r- will ride out a fat or whatever, and everything's perfect. And now it's time for the change because you just had the carpet pulled. The world now, is changed. Yeah, basically the rug's been pulled out from under you. Okay. So we're going to take a break right now. When we get back, we're going to talk some more with Mr. Matt Shea. This is Eileen Grimes here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> And this is, if we haven't heard about this is enough, this commercial is for the Barrel Full of Monkeys Productions. Yay, yay. Okay, so this is with Matt Shea. And Matt has started a new venture, the Barrel Full of Monkeys Productions, which will be a collection of Matt's writings in mini audiobook form. Our first book, our first audio book is now out, and it's only $5. And you can order it on mattsheabooks.net. In the meantime, you can browse Matt's updated and redesigned website. And now there's a free audio book. What's it? Judge Wong, isn't it? The yes, free audio book? Yeah, that's it. Right. Judge Wong. Exactly. So it's a free audio book. You can go to the site and actually download it for free. Awesome. So Matt would love to hear from you and promises to answer any or all who contact him. You can write him at his personal email address at workinmat 7 that's W-O-R-K-N-M-A-T-T-7, at AOL.com. And don't forget his website at www.matshaybooks.net. 
On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed back Pamela Osley with her insights of the future based on deep spiritual work and her connection with the spiritual realm. On Saturday, Neil McNeil returns with news about the upcoming Port Gamble Ghost Conference and how you can participate without even leaving your home. Bringing you fascinating talk one hour at a time since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Bored with the other stations? Hammering away on the same old talking points? Try Alternative Talk 1150 and get some variety. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is Eileen Garimes, Astrologer, and with me is Mr. Matt Shea. He's basically my co-host for the week. So we kind of elevated him in, in stature. So cool. Anyway, so... um. I was going to ask you what's going on right now. Are you know you're preparing some new books for us to read. You you mentioned the first one that I you're going to want me to read, the one about the kids going to to Earth after it's done and going and having a vacation on Earth. Yes, I have a couple that have your name on it. Okay. And such as the first one you did. That was an Eileen story all the way. Okay. And so there's a little variety here, and you get to pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Kevin McDonald had already done his. He did the Town Terror. And Doug Johnson got in touch recently to remind me that he's very much wanting to do the next one. Okay. And so we're still together moving forward. We got mm-hmm. the first one under our belt. Right. And so I will present these to you because you have all my writings. Mm-hmm. And between what I suggest and what you look at, you'll make the final call. But you'll I know you'll pick a right okay, one. Okay, great. Me. That's wonderful. I did <clears throat> love that one with the vacation, though, of, you know, going to the Titanic when all the oceans have dried up. When people were going to these places as, as vacation spots, I thought, I just thought that was amazing invent, amazingly inventive. I just loved that. Well, what I love it is it's centuries and centuries later, but they're still teenagers. They're the same thing we had back in the 1950s. Right. They're unchanged teenagers with the same thought process, yeah. and it's kind of humorous. Yeah, but you know. Each person will be indigenously the same, but you put them in a different situation and stuff happens. Yes. So, well, yeah. they were going to cut class and decided, no, we better graduate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go take a vacation. So that's cool. I'm, I love that. So, oh, good. So, and now the other one you wanted me to maybe look at, what's the other one? Well, I mentioned the one about the pizza parlor. Okay. That was yeah. a good one. Yeah. And then I also have another one out. And it is Coco the Bear. This is my Teddy Downing character. And it has to do with the boy who's always picked on because he's too clean, too good. Mm-hmm. But he is close to various organizations like Boy Scouts, whatever. To make a long story short, you know the scenario when someone has a little cub in captivity oh. and it becomes a gentle bend. It becomes a full-grown grizzly or what have you. Right. But it is very, what's the word, domestic? Yeah, don't domesticated. Yes, it's right. like that because it hasn't been out of the wild. Right. And so at one time, Teddy could actually pick up the, the, the little cub. Well, now he has to reach his hand upward to hand it a carrot or something. Okay. He's one of the few that could do that. They're having a circus out of the woods. This full-grown bear is in a cage. It gets out and its instincts take over. It's oh. starting to play catch-up with nature, oh, right. and it's starting to be what it was born to be, right. a bear out in the wild. Right. 
but it is very affectionate towards Teddy. Okay. There is such a bond between the two. Oh, wonderful. So Teddy is brave mm-hmm. because he's not bluffing. He's the only one who can, and that bear accepts him. And I did a lot of research on this because bears are known to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, because I love anything with animals, of course, but that's wonderful. I like that one. That would be a fun one to read. You know, and... Um, uh, he wasn't tough. He was loving. He's loving. That's a and big that difference. loving from that cub that he used to hold and always feed and pet. Right. That's what saved the day. Yep. Exactly. He was the only one at that campsite in the woods that could do it, and this was the boy they used to pick on because he was too mature to fight back. Right. But he had that soft spot. So, that's awesome. When uh, it really counted, he was yeah, the guy. Yeah. He was. He was the one that want to go to. Basically, you're talking about a bear whisperer type of thing. You know you know what I mean about a bear whisperer? No, I've never heard that. You haven't? Well, there's, you know, there's a horse whisperer. There's a movie called that. That is a um, hor- wild horse in the pen in the story. And I, I think that's the way it works. Anyway, there's a wild horse in the pen and nobody can tame it. And here comes this kid who's seven years old who is so... He listens to what the horses say and hear it in his head. So he connects to them instantly. And so these, this guy went up to the horse and said, hi, how are you? And the horse just went, <laughs> just went all gaga over this kid because there was an instant connection. They could than, relate to one another. Yeah. I mean, she, he became the horse, you know, and he could hear the horse thinking and what it wanted and that type of thing. You know, I remember that happening to me one time, um, uh, it was a, it was a situation where the two dogs that I was living with, the two Boston Terriers, whom I love deeply, one of them had passed away, and um, I went to um, see the other dog, whose name is Stu, and Stu was in the living room, and I figured, oh, he's going to be so sad and so oh, you know, because he just lost his his sweetheart because they. They had a mother, uh, they had a female and male, but they happened to be, have puppies from that um, litter from those two. And so um, I was there, and I walked up to Stu, who was standing on the floor looking at me, and he was going back and forth on his feet. He was excited. And I said, oh, my God, he's excited. Why is he, why is he excited about Lola you know, leaving? He says, and I heard in my head, I'm the top dog. I'm the top dog now. I don't have to do anything. I've got my own bed. I've got this, you know, rather than have to compete for attention, because he was kind of the the recessive, sort of like not meek, but he the, the alpha female, the other dog was, just took over. And so he would just stand back and watch. He was sort of a very Yoda sort of kind of dog that was just really spiritual. But this dog was so excited. He was so excited because he knew he now had the best house had the best um, thing in that. <laughs> Matt's going, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But it was so cool to see that. But I heard in my head, I said, I'm top dog now. I'm top dog. And I said, oh, of course you are. That's wonderful. So, Eileen, uh, that's my experience this very moment. Quick, who used to sit in this chair? My, our good friend, Doug. Yeah. Well, I got it now by default. And uh-huh. you know, we're going to see Doug and do shows with him and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of nice up here. Kind of. Yeah little higher branch than I had yes, before. Yes, yes, you've actually, yes, you've, you've been promoted. <laughs> well, it got by default, but I'll take it. Yeah, so 
I mean, that was really something. And I, I, when I realized how happy he was and why he was happy, it was like, oh, that's marvelous. Because basically he wasn't in a crate anymore with his, his, his paramour. He was in a little like stuffed bed on the side of the, the, uh, the room. And he, and he had all his toys in his bed. And he was so happy. You know, he was the top dog. We initially started by saying what I've learned from this show and mm-hmm. from you and your friends is that it doesn't happen by chance, Mm-mm. that you're not searching for it. It comes your way, and you yeah. think it was your idea. Now, I'm going to get out there a little bit. I was criminal justice in college, and about detectives and criminals, mm-hmm. when they have, say, a Gary Ridgeway or whatever, mm-hmm. they bring in lots and lots of detectives mm-hmm. because the criminal is going to pick who they choose to be loyal to. Yes, uh, right. And once they figure out who it is, okay, we've done process of elimination, right. now we could move forward with it. Right. But they have to be chosen. Mm-hmm. It's has the, to be chosen by the guy. The, that's it. The, that's the how criminal. it works. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense because it's a matter of trust. You know, how can he... Who can he trust to tell his story to? There's, a, there's some chemistry about it. Uh, John Dillinger... Absolutely. There's sort of a romance with it. John mm-hmm. Dillinger, the very detective who mm-hmm. killed him, later committed suicide with the same gun. Okay, wow. The Zodiac killer in California, who I believe is not with us because they never knew exactly who no, he I don't was. No, he is either. But for years and years, the detective on the case, they would send Christmas cards to each other. Yeah. The Zodiac killer knew who he was, yeah. and then he knew where he could put it, where eventually yeah. through a chain reaction would get to him. Yeah. But and he could write anything to him, you know, and say, this is what I've been through. Whether or not they put that in the paper, not, they probably yes. wouldn't have, but it was a private thing. You shared private things with yes, him. Yes, it was his quite background. a chess game, but a lot of emotion involved. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a relationship in its own it right. It is a relationship, yeah. And um, as, as kind of funky as it is, it's still the perfect thing to help. Listen, we all need to be listened to. You know, by somebody. You know, if we ha- if you haven't got somebody that you can really talk your problems to, get somebody and get somebody basically, intuitively by how you feel, how well that you would trust them with your information. But also, what's the connection between the two of you? That's really great. There's more to it. You can't force the square peg through the round hole. Mm-mm. It's a exchange where each side is willing to meet halfway. Yeah. Right. Because, again, you'll have these detectives lined up. Mm-hmm. Well, it's of no good unless who you're focused on, your subject. Right. They have to meet you halfway, and eventually they pick who they can identify, trust, right. who they choose, who they got the chemistry right. with. Well, you know, getting down to really simple things, and it wasn't simple at all, in the close encounters of the third kind, remember this? When, what's his name? Um, the Richard, what's his face? The, the star of the show, got picked to go up in the... In the Richard Was it Richard Dreyfus? Yes, thank you. Richard Dreyfus was picked by all those aliens <clears throat> to go up in the ship and travel with them and had that long line of scientists and whatever and all their little uniforms all waiting to get aboard the ship. And here's Richard Dreyfus' character right in the middle of that, and here comes all the little aliens coming along, and they pick him out of a lineup and take him up in the ship. That's the type of thing we're talking about here, where he was connecting to, I mean, that was such a metaphysical, what an amazing movie that was. I mean, just the, 
you know, how he was seeing the vision of the Devil's Tower and all that, and he was led to it, and, you know, he was picked out by, you know, even though the aliens didn't know him and he didn't know them yet, but, you know, he basically saw that and he went for it. And, and those people that didn't see the um, Devil's Tower on TV never made it, but they would have been chosen too. But it's, a, it's being a chosen one, you know. And so he's being led up this up the ship thing with, by the aliens. I said, that's perfect, you know. And um, it, it, I mean, it kind of says the same thing, what we're drawn to and how we are drawn to people. There's no accident or coincidence Eileen, about it. Yes. The story you narrated, Secret Radio Man, mm-hmm. that character oh, was yeah. selected by whoever yeah, this outer right. space <gasps> rock right. and roll disc jockey was. I just was. made that connection. That's weird. Yes. Well, yeah. you, you were ideal for that story. Yeah, well, I guess so, because I love that movie. You know, that was one of my favorite movies of all time, because it reached a real deep level in me. You know, like how. You know, there's no, there's no accidents who we connect to, and if we connect to somebody very deeply, I mean, it's it's, I mean, astro- astrological charts can kind of chart that a little bit, but you just don't know when you're gonna come along somebody, and it's gonna be just a, a complete kaboom. You know, the whole universe goes on point at that point when two people meet that are supposed to meet. You know, so anyway, I just. I just love that stuff. I just do. Anyway, we have to take another really quick break here. And when we get back, we're going to be doing some more with Matt Shea. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read from Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. Medicare coverage is a very important and confusing issue as we near retirement largely because Medicare doesn't cover 100% of your medical costs, only about 80%. This means that you will need affordable coverage, supplemental coverage, that will take care of that 20%. Susan Bergstrom can, can help you get the best coverage for you. And with her, the process is extremely easy, and in the end, she'll save you some money. So open enrollment is coming right up here in a few days, October 15th to December 7th. That means if you need to enroll for Medicare or you want to change your existing medical plan, your supplemental plan, you can do it during this enrollment time period. So contact Susan today. If you need to do that, you can contact her today to set her up your appointment. She will be, be really ready to do it for you. So if you need more information, you can call Susan at 253-318-9379 or email her at sbergstrom at AmericanSeniorBenefits.com. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here at KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And we're having a really good conversation with Matt Shea this morning, who is my guest. Uh, As I said, our former guest, uh, Mr. Chris Fleischer, wasn't unable to make it today. So um, we got a Matt on here at the last minute, and it's been great. So thank you. The only thing better than listening to you on the radio is to be right in the studio with you. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And every so often we talk about the readings after dark, 
because these restaurants such as Burr's and Pizza Casa, right. they're gaining more life. I believe Burr's has opened recently. Yes, they have. They opened on the 1st. Yeah, yes, I've been so there twice since then, of course. <laughs> the food's so good. It is great there. That yeah. place is over 70 years old. Yeah, it's amazing. They have a really uh, um, amazing history in the Lakewood area, and um, it's only about three minutes from where I live, which is really handy. But, um, yeah, it's... Um, now, Eileen? Yes. We're on the topic about how things come our way. Yeah. We might be pondering, scratching our head, yeah. and then out of nowhere... Here it comes. And yeah. Then, then right. we get the delayed reaction after it plays back and you think about it. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it dawns on you the why behind it. Yes. I've attended many of your readings after dark. And so often somebody would say, I was wondering why we wanted to come here tonight. <laughs> and somebody was working on a problem. And then there you are, the Jupiter Rising show. Mm-hmm. And they would sit down and have a reading. Mm-hmm. And you would crack the code for them. And when you crack the code, you are explaining things so that now they have the knowledge to make decisions for themselves. That's right. You are not the Mm cure-all. You're just removing the cataract, so to say. They say it clearly. And now they understand themselves better and what decision would be best for themselves. Cracking the code. That's really good. I have to remember that. But, But all the time, people are saying, something brought me here. Why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, there's nothing, there is no such thing, thing as a coincidence. And actually, a coincidence is a, a God's way of remaining anonymous. So I like that. Yeah. That is, well, can I share something with you? Yeah, well, you, you're sharing anyway, so go <laughs> ahead. No, you can't share, but we're talking and sharing here, but I think it's okay. I was on a show the other day, and we were discussing this, and how I came home one night many years ago from an old job, and it was swing shift, and for whatever reason, just as I was approaching my front steps involuntarily, I mm-hmm. pivoted to the right, mm-hmm. and I kept walking, and I don't know why I'm doing this, so I guess I'm going to walk around the side of my house and use mm-hmm. the back door. Mm-hmm. Well, when I got to the back part, my neighbor's waving at me, mm-hmm. and so I go over and visit him a bit. Yeah. And so I come back about 25 minutes later, and my house had been broken into mm. something out there had an intervention that steered me away from all of this because it could have been a catastrophe. It could have been if you'd gone in there and they were still there. Or they arrived when I was there. But something prevented me from being at the scene of the crime, so to say. Wow. And so we get these interventions the last minute. It wasn't my idea, but looking back, something someone was looking out after me. Yeah, well, you could say your angels were definitely looking out for you or somebody was looking out for you. Yes, something in in that realm. Yeah, right. But as you age, you realize that's not the first time you went through such a thing, and you start Mm -hmm. to see the patterns. And if you get old enough, these odd things about why you left your keys and had to go back, you realize, well, this is probably the dynamics of um, preventing something awful or positioning me more proper because now what's ahead agreed i remember that I, i've had this thought recently that every time i leave the house and i walk out the door and i forget something i have to go back i get it and go out the door and then i have to come back and get something else i said okay something's happening here it's going to be good you know it's kind of a pain because you keep forgetting stuff but in the end something really good came out of it maybe there was a delay that i get there or something or 
there was a there's something that shifted in my brain about it or whatever it changed my brain you know it it seemed to change my perception of the things that I it's sort of like when you go back and forth and back and forth over something um, you get to look deeper you have to look deeper and you look deeper you know each time and uh, right now you know with the astrology the way it is with Mars going retrograde uh, that's a tough one because it goes every two years. And so that's about anger and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I mean, the situation most recently had me dealing with a particular issue that I had to put finality to. And, um, it was actually, I took the time away from it to look, feel how I was going to handle it. And I came back to it and handled it and it was perfect. So, I mean, that's the kind of the interesting thing about, when you are making major decisions that are going to affect other people, that'll be interesting to look at. But if you, the, my, my particular advice to you, if you've got something that is really under your skin, you need to handle it with somebody because you know that when you handle it, it's going to be, disjar, it's going to be jarring for both of you, is to walk away from it for a while and figure out what's the best way I can get a win-win out of this. Win for that person and win for me. You know, and and do it in a sensitive sort of way that, you know, it doesn't. It's not blaming other people, but just saying this is my perspective and this needs to happen on my end. I don't know if that's related to what you're saying, but I think essentially, um, um, right now with the Mars retrograde, that's going on until <laughs> the day of the darn election. I think Mars retrograde. Oh no, it's Mercury ret- goes direct on that point, but. Mars, Mars goes direct on November 14th. So this is another whole month of this stuff. So, I mean, people that are getting upset very easily will do the best thing for themselves and is to back off and <clears throat> become detached from the outcome, you know. And I kind of look at it, uh, why has God put me in this? You pick and choose your battles. That's a big thing. You know, I agree with that. A young person will think it's a sign of weakness if they yeah. don't have a knee-jerk response to bite first and right. look how tall you're standing. But you stand back and let the dust settle and yep. get level-headed, which you have to work with. You have to. Instead of rushing into a mistake. Yeah, you do. Because at the point I wanted to handle this almost immediately, would have taken the guy's head off, you know, and... um I thought, no, that's not going to work. So I, I need to just walk away from it and gave it a couple of days and then decided how I was going to handle it. And it was the best thing I could have ever done. Whenever I'm contending with something like that, I find a mirror. To some degree, I initiated it. And mm-hmm. maybe the main problem is myself. But I'm not totally innocent. Right. I am part of the ingredients here oh, that's sure. not going right. Yeah, right. And so, again, to take a good look at yourself while you yeah. let the dust settle. Yeah, right. You know, and if I could have done it any differently, you know, you know. So, I mean, you get, it's a process of self-examination. But any time, and I'm talking to not just us here in the studio, any time all of you guys out there have situations where there's some high tempers showing up, because there's buttons getting pushed, and that's usually why we get mad, because something in somebody else pushes a button us, in us. And the button usually has to do with childhood. Yes, there. Did you want to say something? Well, no, I'm just following this Oh, okay, I'm, just... I'm going, he wants to say something. Anyway, um, it's, it's a matter of uh, when you um, 
come when it comes down to it, you know, the best thing to do is to back off and look at why the heck you're mad. What's upsetting about this? And try to remember anything from a previous past thing that may have been the same trigger, you know, the same trigger for the same anger. You know, and I'm telling you right now, you know, you're seeing a lot of domestic violence things happening basically because of the virus and other stuff. But it's it's really rough, you know, blaming other people for for all the stuff that's going on to us. And I can't do that. No, no. We basically got into this ourselves. So um, the way we can do it is to individually change ourselves to ad- not just adapt to it, but to three minutes. eh? really God, I've been talking my arm off. Anyway, okay, <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, I'm going to just say goodbye to you right now, except you're still here, but that's okay. But um, I have to go on and do stuff for the station, so if you don't mind, I'm going to do that. So thank you, Matt, for being here. Oh, I ought to, uh, anytime, it's great. I, if I'm not here, I'm listening to you on the radio. Oh, that's awesome. So thank you so much. Okay, so we have just a little bit of time left. Man, this hour flew by so fast. Anyway, so we have the um, we have Burr's Restaurant, which is open. I won't be involved with anything until they are in phase three, which is when um, people more people can go into the restaurant and they can kind of get their new schedule set up and how they do things at the at the restaurant. And then I'll probably go back and do some readings there at some point. I was asked if I was going to do some again by somebody that worked there, and I said, probably going to. So anyway, I'm going to do that, and I will let you know when that happens. And as far as Pizza Casa, that's been kind of shifted to the back burner, but I'm still going to go investigate that as well. Okay, so, um, and also if you aren't already watching or reading the the horoscope column on KKNW's website, I have my own horoscope column there. It's uploaded every Monday morning at about noon. KKNW, it says 1150, kknw.com, and you can read it there. So anyway, um, you can get a hold of me at eileengrimes.com and then jupiterrisingshow.com as well. And you can get a hold of Matt at mattshabooks.net. Okay, so next week we have on, how much time we got? We have one, okay. Uh, next week we have on Mary Beckman, who's the rock and roll psychic, having her on, and that's going to be fun. I thought I was going to have John O'Dowd, but again, seems like people are getting sick. So anyway, it's heading into that season. And then the following week on October 24th will be Mitchell Lewis coming back about the issues of the, the election and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, that's it. Yeah. So anyway, that's it for us, Matt. It's been a wonderful time. Thank you for being here. Oh, I love it. Okay. I'm very proud to get on this show, and I write everybody I know as quick as I can. A lot right. of friends are listening to this right now. Well, I'm glad. I'm really glad to hear that. I love hearing people that listen to the show. It's awesome. So I'm going to say goodbye to everybody right now. It's been a kind of a quiet morning, but what the heck. So next week we're going to have on Mary. She will be on uh, Zoom. We'll be talking to her that way. So anyway, this has been a great show. Thank you, Matt, for being here and pitching in. It was fabulous. And I want to thank all of you in the audience who are listening because you make our show. So have a good rest of the week. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.